0: designed by photographers for photographers. You are listening to Entrepreneurs, a podcast that inspires photographers and visual artists who live their best creative lives. My name is Michael Durr. I am your host and a full-time photographer here to give you some tools so you can build your life in creative self-employment. Beyond that, I get to sit down with an amazing community of creative professionals to talk about process, business, and the lessons that have helped them grow. So let's get to it entrepreneur season two kicking off next. Hey, what is up, everybody? Welcome back to the show. My name is Michael Durer. I am your host. We are rolling on in season two with episode 80 here at entrepreneurs. Thank you guys so much for for joining us. If you do have a little bit of time, if you're enjoying the show at all, please like subscribe and review the show on whatever platform you choose. I would greatly, greatly appreciate that. Now on to the slate for today, which is all about you know how to recession-proof your mind. Okay, and that is a very tall order. I understand that, but we're going to do our best. Now, at the time of this recording, I have read, watched, and listened to quite a bit of content projecting that we are heading into another big recession. It could be uh, six months from now, it could be a year from now. Uh, but the CPI is jumping, the inflation rates are obviously skyrocketing, the stock market is very mad right now, and there are just enough bubbles popping to indicate a potential recession is on the horizon. Now, whether any recession comes at all, folks, is sort of not the point of this episode. After all, this content is evergreen. So appealing to the person listening to this two years from now with no recession, I still want this to be relevant to you in your journey because recessions are historically inevitable, okay? So my point for the episode is to get you thinking of what a recession could do to your mindset more than anything, to your psychology, how it might impact your mental health, and then hopefully get you to course correct well in advance of anything actually happening. You see, it's not uncommon for people to become highly depressed, highly anxious, highly bitter, highly resentful, highly scarce-minded during an economic downturn. In fact, I'd say the only thing that you're guilty of really is just being human in those conditions. I know from experience, it's a absolutely miserable place to be. So I want to do my best to help prepare you just in case the economic pundits are correct and we do head into a recession in the next 12 to 16 months or whatever it might be to prime your brain for such a possibility. In fact, this is something that you should consider doing regardless of recession, because as I've mentioned before on this podcast, life as a full-time freelancer is not that easy. It requires you to deal with your own mini recessions all the time. You might lose clients, you might embarrass yourself on a bid, you might get ghosted by a lot of leads that you felt you were a great fit for, okay? And not every self-employed business has positive monthly cash flow in general on any given month, you might make $800 when your expenses exceed $2,000. And then the following month doesn't look that great either. But two months from then, you might have a full slate of weddings and payments coming in. So how do you manage your lean months on the hopeful promise of a heavy month coming up? And then beyond that, how do you manage the emotions of all of it? Okay. This is a hugely important part of freelancing and maintaining consistency in this kind of awkward lifestyle. It's it's something that people don't really teach you about. And while there is no one way to do it specifically, it is our responsibility to come up with these solutions, to try to find out ways to manage, to navigate this lifestyle. And uh, hopefully this podcast has helped you do that from time to time. Now, a true economic recession, I would say, is usually more severe than the valleys of entrepreneurship life, uh, from the standpoint that not only does it impact your current position, but it's also gonna impact your future opportunities and the opportunities of your current and existing customers, okay? So instead of it just being a bad month for you on your own mini recession, in a full recession, it's a bad month for most, which is gonna impact things a lot greater. So let's play the game where we look into that crystal ball and we see that you know a, a major recession is gonna hit in the next 12 months. What does that mean for you? Well, it could mean any number of a combination of things. You could see clients tighten up on their budget. You could see customers drop. You could see sales numbers being slashed, or if you're employed, you could lose your job entirely. Okay? None of these are easy factors to deal with. And I certainly don't want to gloss over the difficulties of managing them. But as someone who has been let go before, as someone who has lost 80% of his clients in just a couple months before, uh, and as someone who has had to deal with a lot of the embarrassment, the humiliation, the aggravation during such an economic recovery, I now strangely uh, feel a little bit more comfortable with these major downturns just because my own practice of working through these situations. So here's my humble advice to anyone navigating these waters. It's just simply that uh, the first one I would suggest is to stop catastrophizing. Okay, this is a technical term. I'm not a psychologist by any stretch of the imagination, but look it up. Um, there is a balance to me of projecting the worst case scenarios, which I think is healthy, while at the same time, not always assuming the worst will happen, okay? It sounds like an oxymoron, I get that, but the the former mentality, I think, is practical, it's objective, it's good defense. The latter mentality of always assuming that the worst is gonna happen to you is far unhealthier because preparing for a worst case scenario helps you foresee a solution, okay? It's a creative way of solving the problem before the problem occurs. Assuming the worst is always on the horizon sort of forces you to give up, doesn't it? You know, if the deck is always stacked against you, you'll never get out. So if you see the difference here, one is hopeful, the other is hopeless. And projecting a worst case scenario is typically a short-term issue. It's a question to a specific situation, a fork in the road, you know, what happens if I take the blue pill? Catastrophizing differs by creating long-term associations with negativity. You know, one thing begets another. So let's say I ask myself, what's the worst case scenario that can happen If I fail this test, if I don't study, well, a short-term projection is going to look something like this. Failing this test will lower my GPA and probably impact my college applications, okay? Catastrophizing, on the other hand, takes it to another level. You didn't just fail the test. You yourself are a failure. That's why you failed the test. So not only will it impact your college applications, you probably won't get into college at all, okay? And because of the lack of education, you start thinking, well, you'll never earn good money, So you'll always be poor, which means you'll never find a good life partner, and you'll probably die young and homeless, okay? That's what catastrophizing does. And maybe it's a very extreme example for you, but it's common for people to see setbacks in a catastrophized way, to see it as the worst thing that could ever happen, which if practiced in a perpetual mental state, cannot be healthy for your growth. In fact, I would go as far as to say it will stop your growth 100 out of 100 times, dead in its tracks, Now, I'm going to tell you something that you already know, which is you're not going to be handed everything to you in your life on a silver platter. There are going to be speed bumps. there are going to be detours. And sometimes they're going to be full on collisions. And guess what? That can be okay. The greatest lessons I've learned for myself were from my setbacks. If I saw it differently, if I saw it as the worst thing that could have ever happened, I would not be nearly the person I am today, who I am very proud of. So don't catastrophize potential problems to an unhealthy level when you plan for a worst case scenario you're doing just that you're just planning okay first of all recessions are cyclical okay there are historically always going to be on the horizon so stop saying that you're the most unlucky person ever stop saying that this is the worst thing to ever happen that that your generation is cursed forever i'm not trying to diminish any of the severity of anyone's issues here some things are really really bad but these things do also happen it's life And the weight you give these bad things at the end of the day is within your control. So I like to say, don't be pessimistic, don't be optimistic, just be prepared. Okay, so that leads me into my second piece of advice, which is actually to formulate a plan if the plunge happens. What are you going to do for income? How will you curb your expenses? What are your plans for saving and investing if you lose your work? Now, I get it. This isn't specifically about mindset, so this is sort of a cheat. But I do think it helps prime a healthy mindset because the first thing you don't want to do in an emergency situation is panic. Okay, this could be on a boat, this could be in a fire, it doesn't really matter. You just don't wanna panic. But the only real way to quell panicking, in my opinion, specifically in this situation here economically, is by having a plan, having a course of action that you have prepared for if such a disaster were to occur. So think of this like a fire emergency plan in your kitchen or something. What is step one? What is step two? What are you grabbing? How are you getting the kids and the dog and everybody out safely? Do you have cash and important documents on hand or in a fireproof safe? Just knowing a general outline of the things to do will help reduce the panic, reduce the anxiety, and get you in an action of taking the next steps. So my suggestion is to have at least one step ready in case of an emergency for each category, which are income, expenses, savings, and investments. You don't have to do any more than just one step because if you go too far in, you're just gonna be overloaded. So let's just start off with one easy step for each category, okay? So first off, income. If you lose your job or all your clients, what is the one quick pivot to keep you afloat? And don't say stimulus checks, okay? What's the what's the quick pivot that you could actually legitimately implement, what you could do right now? And don't be prideful. If it's picking up an Uber job, if it's stocking groceries, if it's if it's putting your creative career on hold for the time being, forget the optics, folks. Do Do what you need to do to take care of yourself and those who rely on you. There's no shame in this game, folks. You can always come back to your creative work down the line. But if you are determined to stay in your field, that is totally okay. But just ask yourself, what is the one pivot that you know you could do right now if you, let's say, got laid off from the paper or your wedding clients all decided to elope instead of having lavish weddings? You know, I feel like we all have some regret about not being prepared enough when the COVID pandemic hit. Like, I mean, it's obviously, we we couldn't all be prepared for that. But if we had that crystal ball at the start of 2020, I think the majority of us would have hit the ground running in a slightly different way to take advantage of things that we just didn't know. You know, we weren't prepared. So that's one, is having that quick pivot of income ready just in case. And preparing for that is also a good way to prime your brain to avoid potential depression, okay? If a recession hits like in late 2023, and you've had... 14 months to marinate on a job alternative, you will be less likely to experience the shock and despair and the embarrassment of potentially making a big tonal shift in your career. So for me, it's a very good runway to have to buffer that sense of potential depression. The next thing you should plan for are your expenses. And I harp on this all the time on the show, but it is so crucial for me to live within my means and my worst case scenario means, okay? So when the checks are coming in, just think about this for a second a lot of people will overextend on certain purchases or investments. Maybe you upgraded all your gear when you had checks in the mail. Maybe you bought a Tesla because you knew you were gonna have a big fall season. But what if you lose that job right after you made the purchases? Or what if you lose your clients during that fall season? Can you still afford those payments? Now, I am not a fan of paying for anything based on the theoretical promise of income down the road. Okay, even if I had the contract signed, I pay for things that I have the money for right now. I am not counting future jobs as income or guaranteed income, okay? So realistically, I think you should have uh, a sensibility right now to live with the philosophy that you're not going to overreach on every lifestyle demand or every lifestyle desire. But let's just say you are a spender, okay? And you the damage is done. You've overstretched on your budget on the house. Maybe you purchased a couple of vacations you couldn't really pay off. And then bam, here comes the recession, What's next? You're already in the thick of it. How will you play defense? And everyone might have a different answer here. You know, some might say, I'm gonna cut out every unnecessary expense, whether it's the Hulu account, whether it's the gym membership, whether it's going out to eat every night. And others may say, I'm not gonna cut out any expense. I'm gonna keep living my life. I'm just gonna double down on the income game, get a second job, get a third job, whatever that hustle is. And that's totally fine. I don't want to tell you what to do, but there may come a point where you have to decide how you will manage your expenses. you know. So jot it out, talk it over with your partner, say if A, B, and C happens, here's where we could cut out X, Y, and Z. You know. So simple planning. May not solve everything, but it's certainly gonna help. And lastly, what are your plans for saving and investing? Do you continue your normal course of action? Do you stop the presses? Do you reroute all your savings or withdraw early on retirement? Now, I, I have my own personal philosophies on all of this, which I think I'll save for another day. Really, I just want you to think of a plan that works best for you and your family, okay? I said it at the top, planning will quell panic. And when it comes to saving and investing money, panicking is one of the worst things I think you can do. So planning is going to give you the clarity of mind right now to problem solve for the events in the future. Because if you have a pants on fire emergency that blindsides you out of nowhere, that hits you economically, that hits you emotionally, that threatens the very essence of your survival, even the smartest people are going to panic and make illogical decisions. So just take some time out of your day, you know, put on some happy music in the background um, and come up with a simple, implementable game plan that you and your family can get on board with. You know, if we lose our jobs, can we still contribute to our retirement? Can we not rip away at all of our savings? Can we not stop the progress that we've made? If you have these discussions, you will be better off for it, not just economically, but also emotionally. You'll feel more confident in a very tricky situation. And I think that's where I'm going to leave you off with is remember, you don't have to be in this alone. Obviously, if you have a life partner, you should definitely be talking about these things through all of the situations that you're going to go through. Um, But if you don't talk to somebody that can help out, it can be a friend, it can be a colleague, business coach, a CPA, somebody that preferably wants you to win and has some expertise to help you out. Um, in, In the end, I think anyone who has the ability to get you to think clearly, okay, during a stressful situation can be a very helpful hand. I think we all have people in our lives that are only going to further our anxiety, further our sense of humiliation or shame, and those people I would avoid in these situations. Okay, Like I said, we want to be prepared. We want to game plan, strategize, uh, avoid panic and catastrophizing. May not be enough to recession-proof your business, but if you can recession-proof your mind, you are so far ahead of the curve on getting out of these situations with a far healthier mentality and hopefully a far healthier bank account. Okay. So that is my time, folks. Kudos to all of you who have stuck it through. Uh, Hopefully there's no recession coming, but if it does, just stay focused and uh, be sure to like, subscribe and review the show on your favorite platform. Thank you again, everybody. See you next time and uh, have a great week. What's up, entrepreneurs? Thank you for tuning in and making it all the way to the end of the episode. If you enjoy the content you just listened to, hit subscribe and tune in again next week. Also, follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Entrepreneurs Pod for updates, promos, and giveaway contests that we run throughout the year. And if you haven't already, be sure to check out our really cool website, EntrepreneursPod.com. It's a great resource for you to download informational PDFs and booklets, access discount codes from our amazing affiliates, and read what our audience is up to on our community blog. For now, I just want to say thank you for tuning in, supporting the show, and being a part of this journey. This is Michael Durr signing off for now, Entrepreneurs Season 2. Let's go.